The reading this morning is very short, and you've probably heard it many times. It's Philippians 3, 12 to 14, read from the NIV. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. When I was looking for something to talk about, I couldn't think, and we knew for months and months and months that we were going to be doing this um, as a Tuesday Bible group. And I thought to myself, it was lovely what we did the last time, and I wanted everybody to do a bit, and then I thought we had to sort of just you know, watch the time ring, and I thought, okay, something will pop up. So I had this done two weeks ago, and the way the the Lord works is incredible. I can tell you now that this is no coincidence. As I read Joyce Mayer, and it says the Confident Woman Devotional, because I think I've lost a lot of my confidence, my reading this morning was what I've just read. It was no coincidence. So, here goes. I've titled it, Don't Look Back, Look Forward, for many reasons. For those of you who run, or have run, or are still running, there are three things, or probably more, that we know we shouldn't do when we're running. Looking back. First, looking back during a race breaks your concentration. I don't know whether you've got anything to say on that, Nigel, or whether you just keep running. Jason, whether you just keep going. But you kind of look back to see who's coming to pip you. Second, it disrupts your flow of physical motion, and it really does. It slows you down. Thirdly, it does just that, slows you down, even if for a split second... And it's been known to cause runners to lose a race by a hair in a close race. So that's what looking back does for runners. Looking back hinders forward progress. Looking back may be making you depressed. Looking back to the past may be bringing you defeat in the present, therefore preventing you from taking action to affect your future. The Apostle Paul was telling Christian folks in so many words, don't look back. Paul writes in his letter to the Philippians, brethren, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on, toward the goal for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. God's word to us is, don't look back. Like the Apostle Paul, we must forget what lies behind and strain forward 
to what lies ahead. But if I'm honest, and in reality, it is much easier to look back than it is to look forward. Because we don't know what we're looking forward to, or do we? There's a natural human tendency for us to look back. Why? Because it's easier. When we're at school, or even now, we look at history books. We look at photo albums, home movies, the old cine, or if these modern days you can have them done on a disc. Memories that allow us to look back, and there can be great value in looking back. We look back to learn. We look back to affirm the places and faces and circumstances from where we have come. I love looking at photo albums of the children, especially now that I've got a grandson and I'm kind of still comparing, thinking, does he look more like Oliver or does he look like his mum? And I get the pictures out and and I suppose I'm reminiscing, but I'm looking back when really I should be looking forward, looking at them now, where they are and what they're doing. And sometimes it's happy moments, but sometimes it's very sad because I kind of loved those days and loved having the children living at home. It is much easier to look back at what we used to do, or didn't, and see where we should have done something different. So there is indeed a time for us to look back, if that looking back carries with it a positive purpose. Imagine how miserable the Apostle Paul would have been if he hadn't put behind the sins and mistakes of his past. Let's think back on Paul's earlier years. So before his conversion, then named Saul, he was the number one enemy of the church. He was responsible for the awful persecution and even the murder of people who professed faith in Christ. When Stephen the Great, witness for Christ, was stoned to death, he was consenting to his death. Very unpleasant chap, eh? In Acts, Luke goes on to say that a great persecution arose against the church and Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house, he dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Paul's past was full of the most dreadful acts of evil. And he wasn't perfect after he became a Christian. He continually struggled with his sinfulness, just like us. Yet he was forgiven. Through the grace of God, Paul was forgiven, and he was able to forget the awfulness of his past. Now, I'm not saying that all of our past is awful. That's not exactly what I'm saying here, but I'm telling you about Paul. There's no reason for us to remain enslaved to the wrongs in our past. We don't have to continually feel guilty and beat ourselves up because of something we did years ago or even yesterday. And I know we all have those thoughts. We all think, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I could have done that differently. What's done is done. But we have been forgiven. All we have to do is accept Christ's forgiveness and say thank you it's as simple as that don't look back at your past wrong don't look back on painful memories we all have those moments in life I have many 
those experiences in life that haunt us. We have memories of these difficult times that have a tendency to be replayed over and over again in our minds. Our minds are complex things. It's a sort of an internal video recorder that records our experiences. And mainly, it always, it always, always records the negatives, the wrong things. Hardly ever the right things, the positive things. Leaving behind our bad memories is necessary to experience what lies ahead. We can't live in the past and still be fully alive especially if it is holding you back from seeing what lies ahead. We're very good at looking back at our accomplishments without accepting new challenges that lie ahead. As Christians, we should never long for the good old days, but we do. We do. I do it. You know, I always hark back to what we used to do in this church like many of us, and the things that I used to do, used to do this, used to do that, used to do this, used to do that. And then I think to myself, you're still doing some of that, but you've actually moved on to doing other things. So I should stop looking back at what I used to do. A church that looks back instead of ahead, is a church that isn't going anywhere. That's really quite strong, that is. God isn't concerned with where we've been, with what we used to do. His concern is with what we're doing right now and what we're going to do tomorrow. of Genesis, we find a story that vividly illustrates the danger of looking back. God has just pronounced judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah, and they are about to be destroyed. In the meantime, God sends some messengers to a good man named Lot and his family. The message is, flee for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Flee to the hills, lest you be consumed. Lot, his wife, and two daughters leave behind their home as fire and brimstone rain down on Sodom and Gomorrah. Then the unexpected happens. Lot's wife, behind him, looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. The message for us is not that we'll become a container of table salt if we look back. What the story says to us is that our journey ends when we look back and our spiritual lives become just as dead and useless as a pillar of salt. And none of us here want that, do we? So don't look back if looking back hinders you looking and moving forward. Don't look back at what you used to do. Look forward to what you can be used to do.
Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that, Lord, you have forgiven us of our past wrongs. Help us, Lord, to forget them and to leave them behind. To forget about what we used to do, Lord, and look forward to how you're going to use us to do things for the future. We think of the future of Oak Ridge and the plans that we have in place, Lord. But Lord, the plans that we hope that you will be a big part of. Future plans, Lord Jesus. Help us not to look back at what we have now, but to look ahead to what we could have. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.